0: Welcome to Asleep by Nine.
1: My name is Alyssa.
0: And I'm Jeremiah. Next thing you know, people are going to be going to church service with rolls of toilet paper to donate.
1: Hello, you? Hi. (laughs) Do you have any lotion? No. My hands are really dried up from all the hand washing.
0: So today we have a topic. We got a topic that'll be a little different than the last one. Or are we going to do the other one first?
1: Well, let's do an update first. And maybe people have questions and or want to comment now that we're actually into right. the pandemic. So we'll do the
0: beer episode all over again? No,
1: oh, brother, no. Not the beer episode. You know I don't like it when you call it that.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. But with all this quarantining that's going on, I mean, hopefully people are stockpiled and ready to go.
1: Well... let's just hope that everyone is safe. How about that?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good start.
1: Yeah. Let's do an update, though, because it has gotten to the United States now. It's closing in on our towns, which means if you're listening, chances are good in some way. Other people have been affected, right? And we got feedback from a listener.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got feedback from a bunch of listeners.
1: We did, but specifically about the corona. Okay. So...
0: Well, bring it on. What did they What did they give us?
1: Our friend Eileen, who we love. Hi, Eileen. Uh, she was wondering what the answer is as far as working out and staying active. So she's part of a gym. She wants to be able to keep going to the gym, but while she's there, she's watching people with flying sneeze. coughs, <laughs> yeah. And she's wiping down her They're working out really hard. (laughs) And and where she's working out, there's a pretty high percentage of seniors and or, you know, compromised people immune-wise, immune Mm system-wise. So she's concerned about continuing to go or not. What say you?
0: Yeah, that's the dilemma, isn't it? The dilemma that we're all faced with. I mean... The reality from my vantage point is everybody's out there changing patterns, uh, which is, I mean, some of it's really good. We, we want some of these be- behaviors to shift, right? Like washing hands, wow. um, using hand sanitizer if you can find it, uh, stuff right. like that. I mean, those, those things are good shifts for us. And then you got this one, like somebody's debating whether they work out or stop working out because there could be germs at the gym. Right. Um,
1: What she was saying, she's not necessarily concerned for herself, but she doesn't want to pass it on to anyone. I know. Which is so thoughtful. I appreciate that. Yeah. I feel the same way.
0: Absolutely. Like, I don't work with a population that is at great risk. And yet, if we left our facility and we went out all over the place in town, and one of our kids has it, I mean, we could give it to anybody. That's true. So yeah, I mean, there is that side of it. But as far as the working out thing, for me, it's it's a no brainer. We got to keep working out, and we have to be also careful. You know, it's you know, just like any time, uh, it, it's any time in history at this time of year, there are certain illnesses that are prevalent. Like, I've I've watched the flu go through our campuses multiple times mm-hmm. at this time of year. Uh, for whatever reason, this is time that's just ripe for that kind of a thing and colds and other things that go through. So we do have to be diligent. Uh, my concern at watching the way people are acting and behaving is the people are more dangerous than the virus right now. I mean,
1: well, wow,
0: people are taking things out of. I mean, we just had a buddy who had stuff taken out of their shopping cart.
1: Who yeah, the that, heck, I mean, heck is, shops out of
0: somebody else's know,
1: cart? That is ridiculous and way over the top. I get what you're saying about people being a problem that that's true
0: and you just told me a story this morning about someone who bought seventeen thousand
1: hand sanitizer bottles i think i um oh i think it was a yahoo news story you can probably google it but yeah the guy had bought like he drove 1300 miles between tennessee and kentucky with a u-haul truck buying hand sanitizer and like disinfectant wipes all thirteen hundred miles drove around buying up all this stuff and then price gouged on Amazon and I think it yeah, said that's, eBay. Didn't that's I say? so
0: ridiculous?
1: I mean Yeah. But they blocked him, they kicked him off, which uh, he deserved.
0: Sure, but it's it's just ridiculous because if people would just be reasonable, we would have we'd probably have enough hand sanitizer. We would yes. probably have enough uh, You know, toilet paper and paper towels. Those things are just disappearing. Noodles. And noodles. We heard
1: today at the grocery store that a few of our grocery stores in town, which we only really have four main stores, right? Yeah, in our little Uh, town. Right. But someone was telling us that two of those stores are completely out of pasta noodles. Like, you know, I understand that you want to have a little bit of extra maybe in case you need to stay home for two weeks and... You haven't grocery shopped or something. But, I mean, honestly, for our family, family of four, we went to the grocery store. I picked up a few things to make meals. Well, we're doing our
0: normal meal planning. That's what we're doing.
1: Right. We shop anyways for two weeks at a time. I meal plan for two weeks at a time. And so we didn't need to buy a month's worth of food. You You just need to be thoughtful. Right.
0: And I uh, don't reasonable. I right, mean, like if I had you want to buy an there, extra can of soup, go for it. Buy an extra right, can but, of so soup. So that was a
1: thing, like tomato soup, which is something that we eat. It, it goes in a lot of the foods that I make, and one of my daughters really likes it uh, for lunchtime, especially in the winter. So we go through it often. I normally buy four cans at a time, unless it's on sale. Today it was on sale, ten for ten dollars, so a buck a piece, which is a good deal. So I grabbed ten. However, if I would have gotten to that shelf and there were only 10 cans, I would not, I only would have gotten what we needed. Yeah, we
0: would have got our four.
1: Right. And even then, I probably wouldn't have gotten four because I didn't need four. I just, that's my normal purchase so that I always have a stockpile. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have done that today because I do want to leave things for other people. It's the right thing to do. I don't need to have all the tomato soup. Mm -hmm. I don't that's right and if you need tomato soup though because our store did have a lot i have 10 cans so you can come (laughs) over and have tomato soup with us but back to back to going out and making the responsible choice as far as um self-quarantining so at this point also we should say that in our area our schools are still open things are still open they're asking people to be responsible We're not on any sort of lockdown or anything like some of the other places are yet. And maybe it shouldn't matter. I don't know what the answer is.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is I want to reiterate. I know we did this last time, but we are not medical professionals. Not even close. We, I personally do monitor and manage behavior, human behavior. Like that is something that I deal with. And the human behavior in this situation Honestly, there are parts of it that are getting absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's it's making me sad. It's just unreasonable. It's making me sad. Mm -hmm. So any other update you want to give on the corona?
0: Yeah, I don't know. My encouragement is people, be reasonable. Make sure that you, you, you take what you need, but don't take what you don't need if we if we're all taking care of each other we're going to be fine like we will get to the other side of this i mean let's say this thing circ cycles around for 6 months i mean yeah, yeah. we're in a position now in our world where we have never been we have things like Um, you know, online shopping like we've never seen before. Except
1: even that you can't get what you need right now. That's
0: because people aren't being reasonable. If people were being reasonable, we would be able to order what we need.
1: Yes. And I think though that that's just adding to the panic or the anxiety that people have. Because when you hear that things aren't available and when you see at the stores that things aren't available and then you feel like you need, to stock up because what if you need it and it's not there because other people are being unreasonable. Please be safe. Please be reasonable.
0: Do the simple things right. I think at the end of the day, in terms of human behavior, we get more by doing little things every day. Uh, Little things like eat, sleep, exercise right. you know, make sure you're washing your hands. If you're around somebody who's uh, coughing and sneezing keep a good distance I mean those are good practices no matter what because human behavior suggests that you know we we do the little things right and in the long term we all win
1: yeah and maybe for a while Eileen you can work out at home or you can go outside and get some exercises maybe you just do things a little differently for mm-hmm. a while until this hopefully blows over
0: yep Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and move on to the other topic of the day. Okay. I'm ready to
1: talk about anything not corona related, honestly.
0: Yeah, but it kind of stems out of that. It's it's the idea of fear and how fear impacts our potential for growth. Let's go ahead and do it sort of case study-like. Let me ask you a question.
1: All right.
0: Think of a time when you were afraid to do something. Okay. Tell us that story.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, um, probably when I had to break up with a boyfriend. Okay,
0: go on. Tell us the story.
1: Okay. Well, uh, this is awkward. It's just the first thing that popped in my mind. Okay. So I just had been dating this guy for a year and a half, maybe two years. I don't even know how long at this point because it's so long ago, but a long time nice guy he treated me fine he wasn't unkind you know there was nothing really wrong i just knew it wasn't right for me and so it scared me to break up with him because i didn't really have you know like when you have a red flag or you know something's wrong or someone's not right for you that wasn't well i guess i knew he wasn't right for me but there weren't red flag there was nothing wrong we weren't fighting, we weren't nothing. It was just literally it just wasn't a good match, and I was scared to break up with him.
0: So how long did you stay in that relationship oh After when you I- knew you shouldn't be in that relationship?
1: Um I mean probably like a month or two I would say, but once the final thing happened, then it was immediate. So sure. I mean it kind of felt sudden in a way but I'd probably been thinking about it for a month or two.
0: Yeah, and there was there was a moment at which courage became bigger than the fear. Yeah. Yeah. So let's paint this picture. This is the, the reason I was kind of going down this pathway is we often get stuck in spots like this where we are afraid and we freeze. Yes. If during that month and a half, let's say you were one of what mostly is generally accepted in our world right now, uh, if you were living with this person and you knew for a month and a half that this was not your person
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you kept the status quo, maybe you were sleeping with this person, let's say you got pregnant in that month and a half, Jeez. how much would that affect your life? And would you possibly be with somebody you know you're not right for? Yes. Yeah, that's what I know about you. <laughs> right?
1: Right. Yes.
0: So. Am when, I a trial? Yeah, right. <laughs> so when we look at fear, no, it was just, I wanted to use that to kick us off because when we when we look at fear and how it impacts our movement and our ability to respond to things in a reasonable way, we stop growing. For that month and a half, I mean, I I don't know, but I would presume based off of the things that I've experienced and heard and and whatnot, that in that month and a half, you were just treading water. There was not really anything happening.
1: Probably. I mean, it's hard to remember that far back, but I mean, that seems reasonable.
0: Mm -hmm. And so when we're dependent on somebody else to keep us moving forward instead of being intentional in our own lives, but growth growth, even though some pain is involved in growth, like you a month and a half into it decided, Nope, it's time. Mm -hmm. And then you made a a shift. If there was no pain at all, you probably wouldn't have made that shift.
1: Well, what would you say the pain was though? Do you know what I mean? Like it, I I don't, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree. Well, maybe. I guess it depends on your definition of pain. Like, was it uncomfortable? Maybe a little. But was it annoying? Yes. So, does that count? If it's annoying, it's painful?
0: Discomfort? Yeah.
1: Discomfort. That's probably a better way to, yeah.
0: I have this uh, sign up up above my door at the At the school, it says life begins at the end of the comfort zone. And I put it up sideways,
1: (laughs) which is annoying. I know (laughs) it's so perfect. No, it's not.
0: (laughs) It is. It drives everybody nuts. Exactly. And I put it up high enough that I'm the only one who can reach it without a ladder. Even more annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea of, you know, the discomfort is, is important. But when it becomes fear, it becomes paralyzing.
1: Well, then that would, if that's the case, then that would change what you asked me and what my answer would be sort of. Well, because I don't know that I would say I was paralyzed for that month and a half. I would say that I was kind of stuck in limbo trying to figure out what to do or how to handle it, but I wouldn't say I was paralyzed. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
1: Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm I'm so scared to break up with this perfectly friendly, nice person. So I'm... Maybe that is exactly what it is. So I'm just going to sit here. I just don't know that I would consider it paralyzed. To me, that, that looks more like uh, someone breaks into your house and that whole fight or flight thing. But you're just stuck. You just... Dan, there. Mm
0: -hmm. I think this is where fear plays the biggest role, in my opinion, because when it's in that moment, those intense moments, it's pretty, uh, pretty simple for us to identify after the fact. When it's subtle, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for us, and it's super easy for us to justify it, to say, "Well, I mean, I really didn't want to break up," and then, well. I really didn't want to hurt him, and so I had to find the right time and and well, he really was a nice guy. I mean, he never did anything that hurt me, and we go through all these justifications, but for a month and a half, uh, by the way, I well, put you on the spot.
1: well, no that, but I want to back up because I don't think I'm justifying anything i'm I think I'm telling you how it was. I think it would be justifying if. He was not a nice guy, and I was trying to say he was a nice guy, and that's why I stayed. Instead, I'm saying he was a nice guy. (laughs) He was a nice guy, and I didn't know what to do. I don't know that it's justifying. Maybe it is. I feel like I'm in therapy. This is not cool. (laughs) You're not allowed to therapize at home. I'm not
0: doing therapy. (laughs) I'm trying to help people out in the world. I know, but... And, and the thing is, we're in the midst of something right now that it has some people paralyzed, and they and subtly so. Okay. It's it's super easy to justify. Well, I can't go to my neighbor right now. Some people are in that spot because it's in their town, right? And the the truth is, you know, most of us can go to our neighbor.
1: Well. Probably to help out, but I think there are also, I don't know.
0: Right. So we live in Idaho. If we're going down the street and we see a Washington plate on the side of the road.
1: I'm going to yell at them to go home.
0: Yeah, but their car's broken down. They're trying to figure it out.
1: They're trying to get home. Maybe. Or are they trying to stay here?
0: I don't know. But mm-hmm. you see the Washington plate. Mm-hmm. Are we more likely to stop and help them? Or less likely, knowing that if they've got a Washington plate, they're probably from Spokane or somewhere else in Washington. And who knows if they have the coronavirus, even though we haven't had one over here yet, there's been a bunch of them in Spokane.
1: Are you asking me that question? Yeah. Well, we would stop because that's what we do.
0: We would. Yeah. What about all the other people in the world? Here, well, there was a.
1: I don't even know that that many people out in the world, coronavirus or not, are stopping anymore. Right.
0: And why not? Because 50 years ago, almost everybody would have stopped.
1: Well, I think it's because people are more self-absorbed and it's not look out for your neighbor as much as it is look out for yourself. So if they stop and it originally started their day, it's, you know.
0: Right. But that originally started with some bad things were happening on the side of the road. And then people were like, oh, well, good. Now I can justify not stopping for my neighbor because my neighbor might try to
1: kill me. I mean, Possibly. I personally think it has more to do with just being selfish
0: yeah it's probably I think it's probably turned into that too too so but when we're looking at fear it does sneak in and fear is like a really good liar in our lives. It tells us all the things that we should do in certain ways because we're gonna be better we're gonna be safer we're gonna be
1: more comfortable
0: more comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's true. That's true for me now. The things I get scared about, like, you know, silly stuff, let's say. This podcast, here's a great example. I am terrified of this. I don't.
0: It's out of your comfort zone.
1: It's way out of my comfort Mm -hmm. zone to put it out into the world. And we're doing it anyways.
0: Yes. And in this process.
1: And it's still uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's uncomfortable for me, too. And in this process, we are getting to learn about ourselves, who we were, who we are, who we want to be in a way that we've never looked at ourselves.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's That's true. You just gave me a five minute session on how I justified my not breaking up about 25 years ago or more now.
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to do that, but the idea of looking at who we were, are, and will be is a big deal. I mean, aren't we supposed to do that all the time? Now, before coronavirus, who were we? The same people, right? Yeah. Who are we now?
1: As a whole? Or are you talking about you and I specifically? Because that's a different thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is a different thing. One of them's looking (laughs) at it individually. One of them's looking at it socially and culturally. Okay. So, So let's go ahead and look at it socially and culturally. Are we who we were?
1: well I would part of me says yes it's just that this is showing it more of who people are rather than it being more hidden who they are do you know what I'm saying Like the same people who maybe are hoarding 20 cases of toilet paper they're the same it's just that it's showing itself in a different way I don't know if that's true i'm disappointed in what i see so part of me wants to say we're different and this has brought on a level of fear and anxiety and panic that is then causing people to act funky right so both i would say both maybe
0: Sure. I mean, some things are the same, but some things are definitely exaggerated. And the selfishness has gone way up. In your situation, when you broke up with this guy 25 years ago, you were trying to be selfless, or at least that's what you told yourself, to, to do it in a way that was as good for him as possible because he was really a nice guy. Okay. But it makes us act in ways in which we either already are, and it exaggerates it. Or fear can make us act in ways that we're not. Yes. So we got people out in the world right now acting in ways that they already were and we're learning about it. Yeah. And we're realizing, man, we got to do better. Yes. Well, the question is, who's going to help us do better? How is that going to happen?
1: I don't know. Is it a matter of... More people putting their good out into the world and trying to show that it's okay to be kind and.
0: Was that a question?
1: Giving kind of. Yeah. Show. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, you yes. You know what I mean?
1: Like counteract the the bad behavior with good behavior so that the good outweighs the bad.
0: Yeah. And what are we doing? Everything on media right now is talking about, well, not everything, but the vast majority talks about the bad. Somebody bought 17,000 whatevers, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying.
0: How are we going to grow when that's what we see and we focus on? That's going to install more fear into our lives and it's going to make us go, well, maybe I need to hoard a little bit. Maybe, you know, I don't know. It's It's just really hard.
1: I think that's at the point, though, where you have to turn it off. You have to stop watching the news nonstop. You have to stop scrolling. You have to stop listening to news reports 24-7, especially right now when that's the majority of what is on. It's everywhere. You can't get away. So if you can shut off some of it and spend time doing more positive things.
0: Yeah, we can shut it down. Or like you said, we can counter it. Mm
1: -hmm. People
0: can stop paying attention to that stuff. Right now, for the people that I know on social media and whatnot, funny is where it's at. That is the twist. What is? Funny. It's all about what's funny.
1: Oh, what's funny? I thought you said funning. I-N-G. Nope. Okay, good. Because that would not be proper English.
0: Funny is what's up. Yeah. Where you know, the people that I, I know are creating little memes and creating little comments that it's just about humor.
1: Like, that helps.
0: It does. But it also, to a lot of people, it irritates them because it's not a laughing matter. Like people mm. are going to die from this. Right. And yet.
1: Like it feels like they're not taking it seriously enough right? or something.
0: I've <laughs> even got posts on there. Right? What? Yeah. And what's going to happen? Somebody's going to be irritated because they're going to think, "Wow, that's just not funny."
1: Maybe, yeah. Especially, I think if you've been hit personally somehow, or yeah, you, yeah. I I mean, I understand that.
0: And again, that's a fear response because parts of this are funny. Like it's there are parts of this that are going on that we're reacting in ways. Everything would tell us that we have to be afraid right now. Mm -hmm. And that's comical. We've had flus. We've had pneumonia. We've had HIV. We've got all of these things out in the world. We've got all these STIs, STDs. We got all these things. And yet here we are. I mean, I trust me. I don't want anybody to lose a loved one. That's the last thing that I want. And we can't treat it like it's something that it's not. Well, actually we can, we are treating it like well, something that is, it's going to wipe out hundreds of thousands of people. That's the way we're treating it.
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: We shut down international travel.
1: I'm on, I'm on the fence here about it because I don't, I think it's better to be a little bit more cautious at this point. Hmm. Um, and
0: okay, then here's my question for you.
1: Okay, I don't like where's, your questions.
0: Where's the line between caution and fear?
1: I don't know. I was asking you that before. Like I only I didn't use the word fear, right? But like caution and like overcaution. And can't <laughs> caution
0: prevent us from growing? I talked to a business owner. Anybody who's owned a business.
1: Well, yeah, but isn't that the whole thing? You tell me all the time. It's a calculated risk. Yes. Well, that to me is the same as being cautious. Absolutely. Okay. And if
0: you talk to a small business owner, mm -hmm. the ones that are successful tend to say what?
1: At some point they had to take a risk. You have to take the risk. Right. I
0: mean, sometimes you just got to go for it.
1: Yeah. But that also doesn't mean that, oh, you know what? Flights are really cheap to Italy. And so I'm just going to go. No, like the government needed to say no more because it's coming and going and it's spreading quicker than we can handle it and they had to draw a line. Okay, so then as the expert. (laughs)
0: Pressure's on.
1: Yeah. Tell us how we get to the growth part of it.
0: Well, in some ways it's easier than people think and in other ways it's more complicated. At the end, it's really about identity work. When we look at who we were in the past, who we are today, and who we want to be in the future, we can then be intentional about our growth. All other growth is sort of arbitrary. And there's a lot of things that put pressure on us from outside influences that are going to make us feel like we have to change. You know, um, we've been talking about some of those today. Mm And then we still get to choose. I mean, I get to choose what kind of person I'm going to be when I walk into the store and there's, like you said, 10 cans or whatever of yeah. soup. Mm-hmm. I could be the person who's like, well, well, there's, there's 10 cans of soup. I'm going to take them all. Or I can choose to be not that person, right? So what I teach is know who you were, who you are, who you want to be, and then have morals, values, Guiding principles, something that's your beacon of where you're headed.
1: Okay, so go back to talking about. Uh, I'm interested in this part. Are you looking at who you were because you want to see maybe what patterns were there or what shaped something? Yeah. Why are you going backwards?
0: Well, the reason to look at who I was is because if who I was is good, then. I'm going to continue to be that. If who I was can be better, then I'm going to be able to identify where the changes can come from.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then you determine from who you were and who you currently are, how that's going to shape into who you want to be.
0: That's right. Okay. So that I am purposely deciding in my own path the kind of person that I want to be
1: okay so if you use your tomato soup example then do you feel like in that moment is when maybe you would see the growth happen or it could go either way I guess and the, or afterwards you look back and you say Oh, I had a really growing moment because I really wanted to take all 10 cans, but instead I looked around and realized there were other people waiting, so I just took two.
0: Yeah. Most of life is is really uh, understood in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we have to have some looking back. We just can't get stuck back there.
1: How do you know if you're stuck?
0: If that's what you spend all of your time doing and because of it, you feel indecisive picking up the can of soup
1: but in that what i'm saying though is when you are in that place of being stuck let's even if it's not soup mm-hmm. i f- feel like there's a lot of times where you could be stuck and you don't even know that you're stuck mm-hmm. until well after
0: yeah so that's true so well, if a you lot don't of know you're so.
1: stuck how do you do you know what i'm saying how do you get out of it
0: Yeah. A lot of times that's true where we are actually stuck and we don't notice. Um, and that, so most people who I see that create a pattern of growth don't remain stuck for very long, just in general. So like just the whole process of practicing, looking back at who I was, who I am and who I want to be. It's a lot like, you know, in the business world, they call it, you know, you, you set a, a business goal in the personal world we often don't set goals. I mean a lot of people don't set goals. But we should be setting goals all the time. Mm-hmm. Because the only way to measure back and forward is to say I project out I could do this and I look back and I didn't do this or I did this. And then we can we have stuff to, you know, genuinely measure. Well, that's true. We would use goal setting as a way of doing that. Oh, there there is one more secret to this.
1: I like secrets. This is a good secret. Me.
0: Did you know there's a way to change your past? No. Yeah. Do you
1: have a time machine?
0: <laughs> no, but I'm watching you think about this because <laughs> you really, really want to know how to do it.
1: Well, this I'm is- trying to think if it's like um, if you go back to a time in your past and you reshape the way you look at it, then are you changing your past? Do you know Ooh, what I'm saying? No.
0: What you're doing in that... No,
1: you don't know what I'm saying. No, I, I know what you're saying. Okay.
0: And no. Okay. What you're doing in that moment is you're re-narrating it. Your past doesn't actually change in that situation. Okay. Because the incident still factually happened in one specific way. Right? Now, there may be new insights that allow us to see it differently, mm-hmm. but it's still one specific way in that moment. So we don't change it that way. Now, the, this is what I teach people. The only way... To change your past is to change today and then survive until tomorrow.
1: Huh? Because
0: once you get to tomorrow, today is your past.
1: So, oh my gosh. So literally my, (laughs) I can change (laughs) the last hour, the last 24 hours. You're ridiculous. That's not a secret. That's just ridiculousness. You tried to sell me something that's not true. It's totally true. No.
0: Okay. All of the folks out there in podcast land, here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave you with this. What we want is for you to engage in this conversation.
1: That would be great.
0: Please do it. I want to know.
1: Take my side. (laughs) Do you believe
0: (laughs) that you can change your past by changing today and surviving to tomorrow? That's the question on the table for right now. All right, everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Be good to each other. Catch you next time.
0: Yeah, be good to each other. I like that. Be good to each other. Thanks for joining us. Please feel free to contact us at Asleep by Nine Podcast on Instagram.
1: And if you don't have Instagram, you can email us at the Asleep by Nine Podcast at gmail.com. And that's the number nine.